coming at you live from the Do-Rag Dungeon. I'm that boy Coop back with a bonus episode of the Carolina Kid Podcast Rewired. This is August 18, 2020, my sister's birthday, nigga. Episode 49.5, Brody. <laughs> you know when you listen to like a CD? Um, especially like a bootleg CD, like back back in the nineties, you know, we used to have a bootleg CD with like the with like the bonus track on that motherfucker, and the bonus track would be like hidden in another song, and you'd be like, "Why is this song twenty minutes?" And then you like, "Oh damn, it's like a minute of silence." And then them niggas was like, "Um, here go a new song that you haven't heard before." Popped it. It's like three motherfucking songs on the internet, motherfucker. You like, damn, <laughs> I feel so special because they got the bonus shit on here, the bonus beats, nigga. So I got nigga five bonus beats for y'all, nigga. Because I felt like I should treat y'all. And on top of that, I had a ton of shit to still talk about too. Cause yesterday won't enough. Alright. <laughs> so let's 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 get into it. So you know, you know how to subscribe. Subscribe anywhere. Just type in Carolina Kid Podcast Rewire. Subscribe to that motherfucker. You know how that shit go. Um, so it's funny because um I typically was gonna, you know, have like certain kind of structure, but fuck it. I, I gotta travel story for y'all motherfuckers because Nigga used to travel a lot. I used to have a job where I travel a lot. I used to work for a big company, like I said before. And um, this one takes place in Cleveland, Ohio. And you're like, nigga, Cleveland. First of all, leave Cleveland alone. They've had enough hell as it is. <laughs> they have having hard enough time as it is. <laughs> leave them niggas alone. All right. So um, I was on the East Cleveland um, just doing my work. And there's this nice little plaza. It's weird. Like. You know, East Cleveland is East Cleveland. And for some reason, there was a nice plaza, like, on the other side of this shit. And I was, you know, doing my job, going to place, place, boom, boom, boom. Clocked out finally. I was like, man, I need to give me something to eat. I'm hungry as hell. You know, where should I go? Oh, shit, it's a Chick-fil-A, like, right across the street. So I proceed to go to this Chick-fil-A, hop in the drive-thru, and, um, you know, as I'm moving on up in the drive-thru, I already took my order and everything, by the way. As I mosey on up in the drive-thru and shit, you know, I'm, I'm chilling, you know. Um, and all of a sudden, I see a car kind of like struggling, going like. <clears throat> and then I see the car go <clears throat> in the back of another car. <laughs> and when I tell you, I was like, huh? <laughs> like a gape. Huh? Did y'all niggas see this shit? <laughs> Nigga hit dude in the back of the car. I don't know if it's dude or girl. But nigga hit somebody in the back of the car. Okay. Somebody hit hit somebody with their car. Okay. In the drive-thru. And you like, well, did, couldn't they have just like driven around? Here's the problem. The person was trying to drive around. The, t- the way the drive-thrus are made in Chick-fil-A, you know, they, they, they shit got like concrete kind of built up like at least about a foot high on each side and this motherfucker was trying to drive around the individual i think this person was intoxicated and that's why they weren't necessarily thinking correct like they were like yeah i can do it yeah i got the courage you know the 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 inebriated or 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 weed courage and and they proceeded to bonk in in front of a motherfucker so as opposed to me sitting in this line for about um you know 15 minutes it turned into an hour because there was an accident <laughs> in the chick-fil-a drive-thru while i was getting my order <laughs> chilling i was minding my motherfucking business i was like i am done with the day i did good work for my job today i'm like I'm, I'm ready to go home 
and nigga got into an accident in the drive-thru. I witnessed this shit. And I'm sitting here like, so are we going to wait till like the cops come or like what we like what we doing? <laughs> and I think the cops finally came and and the shit got worked out, you know. Um but finally I made it like there like an hour later and they were like, "We're so sorry for the wait. You know, it's my pleasure to give you a frosted lemonade." And I'm like, "Chick-fil-A <laughs> even in times like these, Y'all pulled through, nigga. <laughs> Y'all pulled through. Oh God, to this day, <laughs> like to this day, and it was the best frosted lemonade I had ever had. You know why? Because the struggle that went into the bullshit that I experienced that day—it just made it taste better. <laughs> it made it taste better. It was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. East Cleveland is no joke, by the way, but. What's funny is, like, I feel safer being in East Cleveland as opposed to being in, like, maybe some really, like, ritzy white-ass neighborhood. Because when you black, white people make me nervous. I'm, I'm, what, what, what can I say? White people make me nervous. If you're a white person listening and you're surprised, shame on you. <laughs> shame on you. Not, no shame on you, but it's a surprise. Oops. <laughs> Thought you would know. Anyway, um... <laughs> Let's move on, um, because there is this one notion, and it's kind of like segueing into this. Um, there's this notion that there's this ignorant ass myth that the worst racism is in the South and only in the South, or you know, New York doesn't have racism like that. And I'm like, wait the fuck up. Have the have y'all seen anything? Traveling taught me a lot about how that schism work. Hell, if you do a little bit of research and a little bit of history, it would help you too in that regard. But I digress. That schism is everywhere. Doesn't matter what, what, what state you're in, what region of the U.S. you're in. I have been to three parts, okay, of, 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 of the U.S. That is the South, <laughs> that is the East Coast, and that is the Midwest. I'm going to tell you something. Each part has had the most racist ass shit of all time. Like, it doesn't matter where. <laughs> like, maybe people have experienced more racist pieces of it all. Don't mind the phone ringing. But, like, there's so many instances where I can go like, mm, yeah, that was racist. And it won't in the South. So, I mean... Hey, you know, Honecker, Virginia, that is like Mountain Virginia kind of South. That was a racist time for me. And you're like, where is that? Exactly. So, <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean, when I was up in Ohio, I think Ohio, I have experienced probably some of the most racist shit in Ohio in my life. And I've lived almost 90% of my life in the South. So there's that. Um, and you know when i was in pennsylvania i mean like some like them motherfuckers is racist in that allegheny valley like it's just it, it, that whole allegheny part it it, it get real real sismy <laughs> like <laughs> by the way sism is is trademarked by firestarter go listen to the firestarter podcast because them niggas is crazy but <laughs> um anyway um <sighs> mm -mm -mm. that sism is everywhere it doesn't matter who you are, 
or where you're from. Okay, it does matter who you are in this car. In this case, I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute, it, it does matter who you are in this case. Uh, and that's the reason why the system exists. So if you're white and you travel all over the U.S. and you're like, this, this, this is a great country. This is amazing. Nigga, <laughs> ain't the same for me. <laughs> ain't the same, bruh. Like, this is why only in America, I probably said this before, but this is why the song Only in America is like literally a dog whistle for black folks to tell them, hey, this place you want to go if you don't want to be in the place you're in. And, <laughs> and it's like, you know, he was like, New Orleans. Detroit City, you know, Pittsburgh, da, 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 da. like nigga was telling everybody this. This is also like something that Rowood Jr. said, you know, this was kind of a uh, bit that he had about like racism in America. I want to give credit to Roy, Roy Wood Jr. because um, this is not originally a thought that I had. It's just something that I, I'm using to kind of help <laughs> this conversation because um, y'all wilding, okay? You know, your country, y'all from North Carolina. Yeah, but y'all racist up there too. <laughs> it's parts of New York City that niggas wish <laughs> they could walk in that motherfucker and not deal with some bullshit, okay? So don't give me that. Don't give me that. It's fuckery. It's fuckery. You know it's wrong. You know that, you know that shit ain't right. Anyway, speaking of the sism, um, <laughs> shit just flows, even when it's a bonus one. Um... Michelle Obama had a speech last night at the DNC, and I just kind of want to go over it a little bit. Um, so, Michelle Obama basically just told um, everybody, like, you know, um, this motherfucker who is in that White House ain't it, Chief. Um, he absolutely is trash, and um, he should um, be completely thrown off of his rocker um, <laughs> or the throne that he likes to call it. Um, that Oval Office. Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> she didn't say it like that. Um, she makes it so much sweeter and candy-coated, rainbowy. But still, basically, she was stern about it. She still was like, "Hey, bro, he been here. He had plenty of time to show us like he could be capable. And this motherfucker is not capable of a goddamn thing. Couldn't have since God gave Billy go. So." <laughs> Um, with that, um, I feel like the, you know, when they go low, we go high shit is kind of like, it's that turn the other cheek kind of like ideology at this point. Like Trump is nasty. You know, he is a nasty individual. He going to say some fucked up shit all the time. And sometimes you got to be nasty back. That's why I think Kamala Harris is such a great, (laughs) she's such a great like candidate like that's how you lose that's how you lose you be like yep mm -hmm, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go there i'm not okay not going there got that motherfucker here but i love michelle obama she's amazing she's the greatest i just feel like sometimes that can be a little weak (laughs) it can be a little weak she's great she has amazing the most amazing grace i love her podcast on spotify um, I love everything that she says. Um, but I do feel like sometimes that sometimes you gotta go harder, my nigga. <laughs> sometimes you gotta you gotta you gotta let your nuts hang, nigga. You know, you gotta let you gotta take <laughs> you gotta let titty sag, nigga. Like you gotta you gotta do something a little bit more guttural than that. But hey, I'm glad that she said it because it will open up people's eyes because she is one of the most popular individuals in this country. If she say it, 
Mm. Bet them white women be like, hmm. You know, that's the hey, that's the fifty three percent. So hope they listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about some updates on that Ellen DeGeneres workplace situation. Apparently, the three producers that are um, at like the forefront of her show are now fired or they left or they not there no more in some regard on some capacity um and it has been said for the past few weeks that there have been allegations of bullying racial misconduct and sexual misconduct and you're wondering like well did Ellen know about any of this? And Tony the DJ, if you know anything about like early Ellen, like really early Ellen, which I ain't gonna lie, I watched a shit ton of that until a certain period of time. I was like, I ain't watching this shit no more. Um, and Tony the DJ was a black British DJ who was on Ellen every day. And he could attest to the fact that she was complicit in the toxicity in that work environment. Like she was like, yeah. I mean, he was like, yeah. Um, I stand with the people that work at Ellen. Oh, <laughs> oh, and and even better, an actual celebrity. You know, um, everybody loves Raymond's Brad Garrett. You know, tall as shit. He like six eight. Comedian. You know, stand up comedian. And um, Brad Garrett confirmed that Ella Ella was complicit in this. And like. She knew, <laughs> like, long time ago. She knew that these motherfuckers was nasty, but she just kind of turned a blind ear or eye to the shit. She was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, gonna do my show." <laughs> so, uh, but it, it, you know, one of the executives, um, you know, I think there was this article from BuzzFeed, and with that article from BuzzFeed, you know, there was this, this one of these um, producers. One of those producers was kind of like it was said that. All of those employees agreed that that man was absolutely terrifying and made the environment a scary place to be. Let me tell you something. Not everybody is a celebrity, and there were a thousand people that worked on that show, but all 47 of the people that asked, though, that were asked by BuzzFeed about the workplace issues, all said that this motherfucker was scared to work with. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, that that means he 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 had to be gone. He gone, big gone. Um, so am I surprised? Are we ever surprised? <laughs> like ever? Like it's been said so many times now in the past few months that like she ain't really all that. <laughs> she ain't really that cool You know they trying to talk about like replacing her with James Corden But man I was like this is an opportunity To get Tabitha Brown That was like people don't really know Tabitha Brown like that And that's probably why they're like eh, But James Corden oh once he get that shit It was like it, it, that shit will be like You know <laughs> that shit will be like when, when Tony Romo broke his back that last time And when <laughs> And when Dak Prescott jumped on the field I mean, You never saw Tony Romo ever again That nigga was in the broadcast booth He was like yep mm-hmm, this play here alright <laughs> Ah so um, Yeah the last topic I want to talk about on a serious note um, So I have learned um, To embrace Failure Um 
and it was one of my biggest fears um and will smith kind of said something um to this effect he was like you know what you know we got to stop being afraid to fail because when we fail we learn the most about ourselves and how to be better and i've always been a person that said my biggest fear is failure and and honestly without even noticing it i failed many times but i failed these little micro failures build up so many things where they're like learning experiences and i become much more well versed on the shit around me and i think once you're knowledgeable about that you can become the best you you can be shit sound corny as fuck but it's real real shit on that note you can go to Blavik, go to shop Blavik, get you a fly ass do-rag, like a velvet do-rag, a luxe do-rag. Like I said, this this sponsor right here is not a paid one, okay? This is me saying this is a dope ass product. Go support that shit. And as always, thank you.